You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Good day, everyone. In this podcast, we talk a little music, the entrepreneurial spirit, and of course, stocks. Having toured for many years, we know how important it is to have that Netflix account or have your friends log in so at least you can access that Netflix account. Either way, this year's been pretty big for streaming services. Then we're going to talk pennies, and I'm not talking about flipping coins into a fountain. Well, I guess maybe it's sort of like that. But anyway, we'll chat about what we wish would work out. And if there's time, we're even going to play a little Monopoly. So get your monocle in place, make smart investments, and welcome to Punk Stock. Oh, and real quick, none of this is financial advice or investment ideas. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. That could, you could just have multiple accounts. Yeah. yeah. What is this coffee? <laughs> it's my own special blend. <laughs> what did you do? It's great. It's, I mean, it's creative. Like it's it? interesting. <laughs> it's very. Why don't you drink up? I'll tell you. It's bold for sure. I haven't tasted it yet. I just keep smelling it. It sort of tastes like a, a crayon mixed with a candle, like it melted in the coffee. What was. The, so is, this you, epi- is this episode was, one? It's one of the episodes. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> if people are listening to this one, they've listened to something else before. They've listened to the preview. Okay. That rocks. So they rock. <laughs> they know about Cracker So Brown. I can say, welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome back. I think welcome back is good. You want? Is that how you want to start it off? Welcome back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. When we went into shutdown mode, like a lot of other people... I wanted to look for something to invest in that would make sense in a society that's social distancing and has to stay in all the time. So like a lot of other people, we go to the obvious things. Netflix makes perfect sense. On the news, they're literally telling people to just stay home and watch Netflix. Now this is a no-brainer. The stock jumped huge. It only took about four months to reach the same amount of new users as they did in all of 2019. But it's been a really interesting stock to watch after that huge initial bump. The last two quarterly statements that came out were obviously less than Q1. And the stock price swings that came from that were huge. Also dipped, right? Yes, it gapped down the next it, day. Right. It was a, it was like a big gap down as far as I remember. It like went under 500, right? Um, Yeah, just about. I think um, it kind of led it to a downtrend. Yeah. For a, a bit. And right before that, I had thought about buying. I think everybody yeah. else was in that same position. It's like, yeah, we're all home. Netflix and chilling. Yeah, you're definitely chilling a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> got excited. I was like, I hit the mic. He took a sip of the coffee and had a heart attack. It's amazing to me that you could have 2 million new users and your stock drop like, 
almost a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like how many yeah. how many people do other people think are in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they have so many subscribers at this point, but still can be a letdown, and not just a little letdown. Enough to make the stock drop a fifth of the price is insane. Like when right. you're over five, it was like five seventy five, right before yeah. the fall. What did it drop to? It's trading at four ninety nine now. Four ninety nine. So to break got that Black Friday price. Yeah. <laughs> four ninety nine. Uh, I think I just found something. Some like a piece of plastic in the coffee. That's anyway, part of the uh, piece of blueberry plastic. <laughs> Catch my breath. Guys, I'm drinking. <laughs> Catch my breath. Uh, Dom, you know where it was prior to pandemic? Like, let's say January-ish? Way off of where it is now. It's, it was trading at like three, in like the three, 350 area. Right. So when you get a stock that's trading at 350, still great place for that stock to be. It rose to the height of like almost $600, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> everybody who takes a yeah, sip <laughs> I took the first sip of this coffee that Nick made and it's insane, the taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, whew, I just went on such a ride. <laughs> Jeez. Every, every I happen time. to think it's splendid. <laughs> every person Dom's eyes are watering. So so it's blueberry coffee. Mm, correct. Pumpkin coffee. Yep. And what's the third? Vanilla bean. <laughs> What was vanilla bean? That Starbucks bag right behind you. Vanilla bean? There's no such thing. Oh, the blonde roast? Blonde. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He might have made it with like, how many scoops did you put in? I just dumped bags. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like how I trade stocks. So the three of us have very different personalities and investment styles. And as Nick just pointed out, when he goes into something, he goes all in Vegas style. Adam is a little bit different. He focuses mainly on OTCs. Just so you know, over-the-counter stocks, it's a thing. They're not regulated the same as the NASDAQ, and you can only trade from 9.30 to 4. There's no pre-market and after-hours trading in the OTC world. And this can cause a lot of big moves at the market open and the market close. Orders stack up in the morning, and then when the market opens, it can be a huge jump right from the gate. And Dom has all these patterns memorized that he's been studying for months. So if he sees something happening in the afternoon that leads him to believe the morning is going to be one of these big jumps, he'll most likely get in. But I'll leave this for him to explain because he'll do it way better than me at some point in the near future. And as for myself, I like options. I'm probably the more boring trader out of the three of us, so we'll leave that for later. Can't stay away, though. Oof. But uh, just before these earnings, it hit close to the high that it hit with the last earnings. So Was that over 600 or was that under? It just, was still just under 600. Okay. Like, I guess... Looking at chart like five seventy five okay. area. That's still yeah. That's a that's a huge jump. But anyway, when it hit that originally, after all their huge subscribers, because I think it was something crazy. Like it ended up being the same number as or similar to a number of what they had collectively in all of twenty nineteen, just in this one quarter. So it rose up, and then Netflix was like, "To all investors out there, you all should know, this is not usual. That we're not expecting to." you know, growth to keep happening like this. It's just because 
people who would buy it later or, you know, buy in at some point are just doing it now because everybody's forced to stay home. Mm -hmm. So even though they like warned everyone <clears throat> that this was going to happen, still drove the stock up. And now it's like all these people who have invested in and it's been floating around 575 or whatever. Now, all of a sudden when they have like, okay, yeah, we're still getting new people. 2 million is a lot of new users oh, yeah. for, for something that everyone already has. It drops so a crazy. fifth of the price. This is also a lot more complicated because now there are so many more streaming services. Netflix is really a trailblazer in the market. It really paved the way for services like Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Peacock, and all the others. I'm sure that that plays into why the stock is moving down as well. And I think a lot of investors see a lot of uncertainty in what their future is. Because with all these new services, content becomes reserved and restricted for its own respective brand. Now I mentioned I liked options. What happened to Netflix would be a move that I would look for. There's no reason that that stock should have been at 575. That's usually criteria one for me, no reason. And I saw this months ago and thought I should buy a put option on Netflix. Time got away from me and I never did. Had I known it would drop around $40 overnight, I would have nudged it up on the old priority list. That's why it's really important to take notes and set reminders for yourself. For those of you who don't know what a $40 move on an option looks like, you can look it up. I'll be kicking myself and you will too. Let's go to let's go to the world, the wild world of pennies. Mm. Mm, a world we all love. Beautiful Tom's world. A, Tom's a great leader mm. in that world. Love pennies. Yeah, Dom, you take it away, buddy. Take it away. Penny time with Dom. So here's one. I'm actually watching it right now because it might be doing the thing. Uh, NWBO. It's been running for like a week now. But it's kind of had like almost a multi-week breakout. And whenever, whenever something gets like super overextended like that, mm. I don't short these. I'd like to at least master going long as much as I can before I go short on these. Waiting for some big cracks on this to catch a panic dip by. I actually caught one a few days ago because it, it'll panic and then run another 20, 30% throughout the day. I had I like perfect that. entry, read it perfectly, but then was watching level two a little bit too much got a little punked out so only took small gain when i could have really i left so, so much on the table still kicking myself over it but it has run 30 percent more since then so i'm looking for it to have a nice have a nice crack in today's first red day so hopefully we'll get a nice so what panic. does first red day mean uh lots of shorts look for the first red day on a runner to enter into their short positions because usually with like pump and dumps which with pennies we, we all deal with pump and dumps pretty much mm -hmm. first red day is like the snap of the, mem the momentum so that's like when the promoters they move on yeah the promoters move on they take their share of the company however they're getting paid by the companies and that's a sign for people that have been long this entire time to exit if they've been holding long so it's basically just a momentum shift and you're, th and you're saying this is going to dip throughout the day and you're trying to make a... I would like a very quick dip for me to buy and just get a quick momentum play off of the off of a bounce. Because a lot of people will look at this as like a discount, basically. Yes. I but I don't want to get trapped in it. I've been seeing this on Twitter a lot. Yeah. NWBO. Yeah. So first red day. It's panicking right now again. So hopefully we can catch a bounce somewhere. The world of penny stocks is very exciting. You can make hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars in seconds. Now for me, it moves a little too fast. I don't really like 
to trade like that. Nick and Dom, on the other hand, I'm really happy for them. I actually enjoy living vicariously through them in this situation. Sometimes we'll be just talking about fast, volatile stocks. I'll bring something up. Without even second-guessing, the gunslinger Nick will buy it, within seconds be up hundreds of dollars, and then try and get out as quick as he can. And I know what you're thinking. That sounds awesome, but it's also terrifying because it goes the other way just as fast. And for me, I can't really handle that type of movement. But, like I said, love watching them do it. Hopefully we can catch a bounce somewhere. Hopefully but, I, hopefully but what I can do all the, what do all the green... Vo the big green volumes mean that's just like ton how much volume there is but like, it's all it's, it's different it's on uh each broker for me it's red because uh, it's going down during this like it just broke support at two dollars here and this is october 21st for anybody that wants to look at this chart mm -hmm. i've always been keeping my eye on semi that's like my main penny right now i still have a position right now at 487 it's at 490 right now, but I've been in and out since the threes. It's a COVID thing. They're a COVID test play. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that one. That's been on my radar for a while. Me and my buddy, JB, always looking at it. What about you? You got pennies? Well, I, know you, I, don't, I know you're a big fish now. You know yeah. how to come down to Yeah, us. big fish. I do love, I love the movement of pennies. It's exciting. It's crazy. Like I've said many times before, they move really fast for me. And it's, you know, it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah, like, you're a fast guy. I, I'm pretty fast. I like the smoothness of the bigger ones. You know, I like the smooth. Oh, I just missed my entry. <laughs> see, what I'm, see what I'm saying? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> just to let people know, what is the definition of a penny stock? Generally, I think, uh, like if you look on Investorpedia or whatever, I think they'd probably say anything below $5. A stock that... To me, that is a penny, but is not priced as a penny. But like uh, Nikla, mm -hmm. to me, yeah. is a at heart a penny stock just because that's the nature of how it moves. So like that's something that that's always on my radar. You know, we were just yeah. talking about it yesterday. Same thing with the the charging stations. The um, right plug. No, no that's uh, the blank. It's not blank. Blank. B L N K. Yeah. 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 Same Blink, thing. Blink I mean, that's yeah. Blink One Eight Two is between five dollars and eight dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of those. And like, I remember that's when that one was... you're like, I don't even. Who knows where that could go? Right. That could be a fifty dollars stock one day. It could be. That's what my analysis says. The fact that it it I remember when that stock started surging like months ago. I mean, remember when Workhorse came onto the scene? It was like that was like three dollars. That was a penny. That is. Rock and I mean yeah, it's like sort of stagnant in the low twenties right now, but it is um, such a huge move. Right, right. It's definitely cemented itself in the real world a little bit. But it's based on pure speculation. Yeah, that's yeah. why. And and that's crazy. A stock can move that fast because yeah. of that. Like I mean, I texted you last night about the the Nikola call. I mean, it's twenty two dollars. We would have been up already. Right. It's crazy. It is. That thing moves. For what? Why? I would think because GM released the Electricomer, or the images of it at least, the idea. Yeah. And GM looks great. now owns Nikola or something like that. We could talk about the Googs. We'll pull out Google right now. Right now, for those of you who can't see, uh, who aren't watching on video, actually, we don't do video. <laughs> so for all of you, <laughs> I just pulled out a copy of this morning's Wall Street Journal, and the headline at the top... U.S. sues Google as monopoly. I think that this is, you know, 
a very interesting story um, because it's something that's been talked about for a long time. What, suing Google? <laughs> yeah, that's been like... Really? Yeah. Google's oh, gotten sued a bunch. You can obviously get this story somewhere that's going to be covered way better. So we're not going to talk about the actual story. But what I thought was cool was <laughs> talking about actual monopoly. You know? <laughs> that's what I think is interesting about it because Google, obviously right now, the, the biggest and the baddest, um, it's Boardwalk for sure. Definitely. Google comes in at Boardwalk. With a couple houses. Or yeah, the, the red. hotel. It's the got a hotel. hotel. Yeah. It's got yeah, a hotel. Cool. Definitely. At this point, Google is an all-inclusive. You're buying, you know, you're buying everything. You've got your Gmail. You've got your Google Maps. You got every, you go to Google. Got your email. You hang out on, you know Drive, what? Sheets. Sheets is great. Sheets is not better than Wawa, though. <laughs> but it is pretty all right. They make burgers. I'm going to say sheets. that Google isn't just Boardwalk. I think Google takes the whole bottom of the board. Probably. You know, from boardwalk <laughs> to that first green one. It's like a gauntlet that you're so like, terrified to go down. Yeah. So right after you get out of go to jail, because it's like go to jail has that bottom right corner. You know what? Google also owns go to jail. Yeah. They go from go to jail all the way to go. <laughs> We're changing the name of Monopoly to Google. <laughs> Might as well. If there's not a big tech version of Monopoly, there, sh there should be. There definitely should be. So Google is that whole entire backboard. You've got all the green properties being Gmail, uh, Google Maps, Google Earth. Yeah. Sure. Which is so fun to play on. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> they crush it. Yeah. Where does Bing fall on the board? <laughs> is Bing still a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's out there. Do you, ever, do you it. ever bing? That's Baltic. I've, and I've bunged before. <laughs> yeah, bung. You've bunged? <laughs> I, would, I would say they're Baltic and, and uh, what's the other one? Medi Are, is it Mediterranean. Uh, is it Mediterranean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the purple ones. It's just There's two. only two, yeah. Uh, yeah. GoDaddy? Was that a search engine? <laughs> yeah, it was. Is what? it? Is yeah. it? SGs, GoDaddy. Yeah, because the commercials were like super like... Super sex driven, but then you go there and it's like, remember those commercials? It would be like <laughs> I think girls you saw in the wrong. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like girls in bikinis, this and that. Can and you say like, bikinis on this podcast? I don't, I don't think you can. Well, it'll beep. Yeah, you need to, you need to beep that You're gonna out. Have to bong um, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. Yahoo is up there. Oh, oh yeah. Yahoo. Yahoo's Oof. probably on the right side of the board though. Yeah, that's like uh, Kentucky, the red ones, and the yellow ones. <laughs> Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll give it the orange one. I think it's the orange right before you get for, land on free parking. Orange is like New York. You're at Yahoo. Right. Yeah. New York. Uh, I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. We truly appreciate your time and that you came to check this out. And if you're a game maker, please make Big Tech Monopoly. I'm just saying, I think it would be fun. Also, none of this was any financial advice or investment ideas. So please, if you're trading... Be careful, good luck, and until next time, enjoy Moshin in the Markets. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, 
thought leaders and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.